Hangout is live on air. Welcome to WP Tonic, episode 44, with a unique start today. Yes, the wizard struck. How's that, haven't you, Bill? You've you <laughs> been at your best. You've been the wizard. You've been at your best, haven't you, Bill? Oh, my. Well, well, I've uh, had a day of non-productive day. So, Jonathan, right. tell us, first of all, tell us, what is this all about? Why are we here today? Well, uh, what do we talk uh, about? Oh uh, well, but presidential elections. Yeah, sure, Bill. Um, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> first of all, we're going to introduce our beloved panel and our guests. But ladies first. Go on, then, Sally. Introduce yourself and tell the audience what you do. All right. My name is Sally Getch. I have a consulting business called WP Fangirl, and I'm also the organizer of the East Bay WordPress Meetup in Oakland, California. Thanks. Um, we've got a great guest panelist that's joining us from the Big Apple. That is jo another Jonathan. Makes it confusing. Jonathan Perez. <laughs> hey, everybody. What is going on? Jonathan Perez. My company is Showfire Web Services. I'm just an entrepreneur. I work with WordPress. I make courses. I consult. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> That's what I did. Oh, that, sounds very that sounds very interesting, Jonathan. Yada, 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 yada. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Where are you from? It's fun for me. New York. Where, New York. Where in New York? Staten Island. Oh, Staten Island. I was there like 35 years ago today. It's yeah. changed a bit since then. <laughs> that's, that's fascinating, Bill. Um, on, to our, on to our next panelist, um, John Locke. Go on, introduce yourself. Yes, hello. I am John Locke. I'm an independent web developer from Sacramento, California. Ah, oh, great. Um, and I'd like to introduce the wizard, my co-host, <laughs> Bill Conrad. Introduce yourself, wizard. Yeah, Bill Conrad from New Media Gold and whatever. And had a rough day today on the uh, backside here. Yeah, it's getting rougher. Uh, I, I, last week we did real well. I, I, I think I figured out. Why, though? You just can't touch this thing. Yeah, that's great, Bill. The wizard. <laughs> uh, and uh, your other co-host, your frustrated Englishman, Jonathan okay. Denwood. Um, we are missing some panelists, folks. The, um, the truth is they're all down in Miami at the Miami Word Camp partying mm -hmm. on the beach. That sounds like fun. Uh, Why are we there? I don't know, but they, they just couldn't be bothered to turn up. But I suppose... In other words, they're MIA in the MIA. Exactly. You know, it was a struggle. It was either come on with two uh, rusty old English geezer on a podcast or sun yourself a mammy next to a pool with very bronze ladies. Now, which one are you going to choose? <laughs> so, um, basically, but they're I, missing... I haven't met that many bronze ladies among the uh, WordPress. Uh... <laughs> they're on the computer all day. Uh, I'm not going to pass any comments, Sally. Uh, um, basically... Um, they're missing a, but they've missed the biggest. Probably they're going to be the biggest news story this year, unless Automatic gets bought out or Matt dies or something terrible. Um, basically, the biggest news story this year is that Automatic have bought uh, Woo Themes and Woo Commerce, and um, it is probably the biggest story of the year. So, Sally, can you go off and give your initial thoughts on what's going on? Uh, well, it caught me completely by surprise, uh, so I did a little reading on it, and the uh, speculation seems to be that um, there have been enough requests for e-commerce on WordPress.com that Automatic needed to make some kind of move in that direction, and it's true you can get e-commerce on Squarespace and, and certain of other the other 
competitors and of course WooCommerce is the most um, widespread popular uh, e-commerce plugin for WordPress. Um, on the other hand, it's not what you would say is the simplest, so I think they may be needing to um, make a few refinements before it's something you can expect the majority of ordinary WordPress.com users uh, to be able to manage, um, but uh, I have a feeling the VIP customers uh, might be uh, getting the higher priority on that one. Yeah, I would have thought so. What do you think, Jonathan? I think it's a great acquisition for Automatic, um, but like she said, it, it is not the easiest platform. I taught a little bit of WooCommerce, and for people that I guess use WordPress.com are looking for ease of use when it comes to things like that, using WooCommerce may be a bit complex, so I do hope that when they do officially... I guess integrate it with their systems that they do make the tweaks needed to make it as simple as systems like big commerce. I think is super easy. Um, do you? And I think big commerce is easy. Yeah, not templating wise. I'm just saying <laughs> it's easy to add a product and things like that. So WooCommerce is great, but you know, it's a little, when it comes to setting it up. If you want to set up every single thing, it gets a little. There are a lot of setting there options. Are a lot of options. Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon, John? Well, um, it kind of took me by surprise, too, but um, it makes sense because if you go back to Matt's state of the word last year, he kind of made it clear that WordPress has... They've already won the CMS war um, for most of the mid and small market. Uh, they probably still need to dominate the enterprise, but they're facing stiff competition from Wix, Weebly, and Squarespace when it comes to the dot-com portion of their business. And Automatic is the portion that makes them money. So if there's been just a ton of requests for e-commerce, then partnering with the biggest e-commerce plugin only makes sense because it strengthens their position when it comes to software as a service. Now, I think the biggest question right now is... WooCommerce, the base plugin, will probably stay in the repo, but what happens to all the extensions? Do they move over to Automatic? Does that stay on WooThemes page? Um, they already have a lot of themes in the repo, so I can see those staying there. I think what's going to happen is WooCommerce is going to become a software as a service on the .com end, but could that branch out into software as a service for self-hosted WordPress installations. Could be, but um, I'll give my penny. You know, um, I think they had to act in some ways. You know, they they got a lot of money from their VC backers, and something's got to be done with that money. They paid thirty million dollars, which um, compared to what eBay sold Magento for, which I think was over $100 million, seems a bargain in some ways. Um, <clears throat> I think I think they, they bought it because they are going to have a part of it that's a SaaS product, product, and I think they had to respond to companies like Wibbly and the other kind of hosted solutions. Um, 
where the interesting bit comes from, what are they going to do with the self-hosted product and what they're going to do with the themes and what they're going to do with the other products? Are they just going to let them die? I, I personally don't think they can do that. Um, and in some ways, maybe it gets Matt off the hook a little bit because... You know, he um, on um, WordPress Weekly, he still was quite adamant that when it comes to WordPress.org, he does not want to sell premium plugins on that platform. Um, so maybe it gets him off the hook. So that part of the business can be handled by Woo Woo Themes if they if they still keep the name going. Uh, what do you think, Sally? Am I rambling, or is there any element of logic in the Englishman's statements? Jonathan, you're always rambling. Yeah, I know. Uh, however, um, you know, and, and this issue of are they going to change the business model has, has been raised before. Uh, I did see something that said they were planning to continue development of Sensei, the learning management plugin, which makes sense because WordPress.com has done a lot of outreach to educational institutions, so that could be another good thing for them. Yeah. Uh, to have and um, you know with the current extensions for WooCommerce a number of them are made by Woo, a number of them are made by third parties and, and I would you know suspect it is possible that Automatic will switch over to a pay for support versus pay for product model but I'm also guessing it won't be instantaneous that they're going to have to kind of sit down and figure out how are they get best going to do this without alienating all of the existing customers, you know, the, the large numbers of whom are part of the reason that it was WooCommerce they picked. Yeah, what do you think, John? It's, I think, uh, you know, if they do integrate it, uh, we got the wrong, we got the wrong John here. I was gonna John, oh, no, no, John. John, Jonathan, John. You're Jonathan, and it's John. But you you had your bit, Jonathan. Keep on going. Go, go ahead, Jonathan. You're already going. Oh, I'm saying if, if they make with all the extensions they have, I mean, you got to see how it's going to affect those third-party developers too. I mean, if they're not into Matt's not into charging, and I think he even said at one time he only uses free open source things on his sites. So if they're going to make all the extensions free, well, that's awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> but if they don't, I mean, there's so many different variables um, between the two companies and and how they are going to integrate it and how it's actually going to, going to work out. I think the acquisition itself is gets WooCommerce off the hook because now they're not as liable as they were before being their own entity and now automatic is gonna take the brunt if anything goes wrong so they smart move on WooCommerce and they got the 30 million didn't they? Exactly it's better so than they, they, yeah, They're good what, Yeah. So what do you think John? You know um, Sally remarked to me and, and Jonathan's just kind of hinted that in some ways they got you know, Woo Themes might have been very glad at the offer. You know, do you think it was going? What do you think about that, John? Well, I think you're gonna you're probably gonna see some combined forces here. Um, it's been a couple of developers like uh, my Jolly has uh, been with uh, the WooCommerce plugin for for many years now. But um, if you throw some more engineers at that. 
maybe you can integrate it all. You, you, I mean, because they're going to own the plugins that WooCommerce like has control of. I think for me, it's the big question is what do you do with the third-party plugins? Do you try and duplicate them under the combined forces of WooThemes and Automatic, and uh, you know just roll that all under WooThemes, or do you continue to let those uh, third-party integrators exist? Um, because I think it's it's very clear that this is is going to be part of WordPress.com uh, sooner rather than later. Oh, you do? I I think so. I really see, do. I, see if I was running it. <laughs> God help them. Uh, um, basically, um, yes, I would want to uh, integrate um, it into a SaaS product, which WordPress.com. But all that brand recognition, all those de third-party developers that making money from WooCommerce, all all the brand all the brand value, which is part of that thirty million. Are you saying that they're just going to throw that out with the bathwater, John? Um, I think that's a big question. I mean, you can look at like other platforms that uh, cut off their third-party developers, like Twitter. Um, Not to mention any names. <laughs> yeah, not to mention any names. But, I mean, I think that really set them back as a platform, and I, I don't necessarily think that Matt will do that. Um, maybe they acquire um, some of the plugins that are, you know, being used a lot. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where they go um, from here. But I, I think... I'm sure, the New, I'm sure New York has got a point of view. Go on, Jonathan. I said maybe it's, a, maybe it's an enterprise move, because WooCommerce is... Like we were saying before, it's not the easiest thing to use in the world. And if you're having a robust shop, then WooCommerce is the way to go. If you're just wanting to put a couple products up for a simple shop, WooCommerce isn't really the best solution. So integrating that into WordPress.com, where I'm assuming most of the users aren't developers and they're looking for ease of use of things, maybe WooCommerce isn't the reason for that. Or maybe they'll come up with a simplified version of it. Yeah. But then they're really going to try to hit the enterprise market to say, "Hey, we have a robust, you know, e-commerce system available now." Yeah, so you don't well, have to be afraid of I, WordPress. Or I don't know. I don't know if you have ever been involved in a Mon, uh, Montengo uh, project. Magento. Yes. I unfortunately, <laughs> I unfortunately have been. Um, mm -hmm as the project manager, and uh, I will never be involved in one again. I used uh, to skip them. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, oh, did you? Yeah, I, I did like one or two, and now I'm done. I would never do it again. <laughs> yeah. um, so really, it's either WooCommerce or it's Shopify. You know, some clients, I've developed Shopify solutions. Um, I haven't gone to the other hosted solutions. So, Sally, you know, what do you reckon? You know, are, are, is... Is apart from the SAS bit going to be developed and all the rest of it's just going to be allowed to gradually die, or are they really going to do the SAS bit and keep the other bit going with the branding um, and all the goodwill that has built up, Sally? What do you reckon? I don't know that they're necessarily going to change the name of the product for self-hosted sites. That doesn't seem like it would make a lot of sense. Um, and I also don't see any particular evidence that Automatic has ever discouraged anybody else from selling premium plugins or mm. themes. They've only mainly cared about the GPL. Um, 
so I don't think there would be that it, there, it would necessarily be bad for the third-party developers in some ways it, it might be better for them even but automatic is going to have to decide well what gets bundled in at what level for the SAS product if it's part of wordpress.com where of course you can't install plugins so uh, you know it may be a case where they say okay these are the things that are used most often like you know you have to have payment gateways right it's pretty darn hard to run a store with no payment gateways, so you have to have extensions that cover the, the, the payment gateway is and you know some number of, of, of the other things you know probably shipping taxes that that, that kind of stuff um, and then they may say well these are the things that we can conveniently support maintain and integrate across our entire platform and these other things are just only available for the people who are using the, the self-hosted form uh, and they'll buy them from third parties or they'll install them free or or whatever which is pretty much the, the way they handle everything else they have on wordpress.com right they've they've kind of built in a fairly small number of plugins that all of their users get access to and you know something started out as part of the wordpress.com service and became plugins which is true of, of much of the stuff in jetpack and and some things like display post shortcode got created independently and then bundled into wordpress.com yeah you know the, you know what amazed me was there was actually a lot of comments when the news came out that it was just going to be another module for jetpack you know <laughs> for god's sake i think that was you know, meant as a joke i'm not sure jet, that, jetpack you know, is so bloated that yeah but i actually think some people believe that um i, I want to put jonathan on the spot because he's our guest and that's what i do um sure. basically um now, I, I listened um, this morning to Matt being interviewed on WordPress Weekly, Jonathan, and he's, he, he's really still got this thing about, you know, like what Sally um, hinted at, you know, that, you know, he doesn't like commercial. He kind of, you know, I love, I love Matt, and I've met him a couple of times, and he's a really charming, really astute business person, but he's got this public thing about... It's all open source, and you know we don't like pre and plug. He doesn't say that, but he hints that. <laughs> well, he could <laughs> hardly argue that he was averse to making money from WordPress. No, no, no God. Um, what do you think all this is about, Jonathan? You know this this thing with Matt and uh, about maybe, the commercial. I don't. Maybe this whole thing is just a profit move. Maybe he just wants to grow automatic. <laughs> Who seems has a nice user base. And that's uh, maybe that's his aim. Maybe it won't be anything. Maybe we're all just lying to ourselves, and and theme stays exactly the same. And then automatic just collects the profits and helps them grow. That's not bad, is it? I don't know. It's no, great. It, has, it sounds pretty good to me. Um, yeah. Um, do you think the thirty million that was paid for the company compared to the hundred million? To Marchengo, whether it's gold or um, no, I, can't, <laughs> I can't even pronounce the bloody thing. I want to forget about it. Um, basically, do you think that thirty million was because it, you know, is because of the open license and because it was, you know, its birth as a product 
was a bit shady, wasn't it? You know, there was a lot of discussion, you know, when WooCommerce, um, po you know, some people said they poached to the leading engineers from a, another plugin and they branched it off. And there was a bit of a discussion when all that happened. Um, but do you think that's one of the reasons why they only, they only got 30 million for it? Um, this, I really couldn't even give an educated guess on that. Right. <laughs> the and 30 first of all, isn't Magento open source? No. It no. And Magento was geared more for enterprise level anyway. So the people integrating Magento are spending a lot of money as opposed to WooCommerce being a free plugin and then they make most of the money off of the other, you know, extensions and things like that. Um, so I think that had to do be a big part of it, and unfortunately, the view of WordPress, since it is free, you know, for for companies to drop so much money on a free product, a lot of times doesn't make much sense. So I think the thirty million probably could have been more, but you know, if the people who owned WooCommerce or WooThemes thought thirty million was a good deal, then they must know something that that we didn't know. Do you, they, do you think they're at Miami right now as well? <laughs> at Miami, you said? Yeah, WordCamp. <laughs> I bet they are. Yeah. I bet they're throwing a party right now. Yeah, sure. That's <laughs> probably where our Alapanidists are. They got invited to the WooCommerce Miami yeah. Beach party, probably. Um, what about you? What do you reckon, John? Do you think, the, you know, was the $30 million a fair price to... You know, some, some people were remarking on the internet that it was a little, you know, they were surprised it was that, you know, automatic got a bargain, you know. Yeah, I, I think automatic got a deal with this because I think it's only going to strengthen their offering. Um, I think WooCommerce definitely could have got, you know, more evaluation for their company. Um, I, and I think it's like Jonathan said before, I think um, probably the biggest thing that kept their ticket price down is the perception of WordPress. Uh, that's the biggest detriment that it has going against it is people do not see it as a viable alternative to uh, something like Drupal um, or other enterprise solutions uh, when it when it comes to that big business market. Now, you know, we do know that there's a lot of clients that are on WordPress VIP, but that is like viewed as something different than just regular self-hosted WordPress for whatever reason. Um, but I, I do think that maybe the WooCommerce thing was a play more against something like a Squarespace or a Shopify um, than it would be a Magento. But, you know, we'll see. Well, I've had a voice tell me that Magento has the community version, which is totally correct. But the community version is a, is a hosted solution where Magento yeah, yeah. is the bit like the one you run on your own server and then you basically find somebody that can deal with it. Yeah. Um, but I think you're, you're right about that. Is It was more the hosted competition, their e-commerce solutions. And I think you said that, you know, and Sally has said previous, that that is the main source of income for automatic is wordpress.com so if they feel that is under pressure um, they're going to respond aren't they 
I, I, I think that that's who they're going after this year. Yeah. So. Um, what do you think, Sally? Do you think WordPress.com has been has been under a bit of pressure from the other hosted solution like Wix and um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I have a I have a client for whom I built one site on WordPress and who decided to build another site on Wix, and she never stops telling me how much easier Wix is to use. Um, and uh, I won't have anything to do with Wix, but I believe her nevertheless. And I think, you know, this is the thing is that, you know, there are now a lot of options for people who want a really simple brochure site or people who want, you know, just to blog and not to do anything else. You have a lot of places that, that you can go. And, um, you know, something like Squarespace gives you, you know, something relatively sophisticated. I mean, I don't think Squarespace has a, has a free version, but, um, you know, but it includes e-commerce. Yeah. And if you want to, you know, if, if you want to compete in that market, then I think you need uh, to have that. And there's been very little opportunity for anybody on WordPress.com to, to do any income-generating activities at all. It's sort of like, well, you can maybe have a PayPal donate button for your nonprofit, or, well, if you only have, you know, like one product to sell, you could put something up there, but, you know, you, you can't uh, run ads because they're running their own ads, and, and, you know, you're not supposed to do a bunch of affiliate links, and you're not supposed to, so, you know, people may regard those restrictions as, as more restrictive now that they have more alternatives, and so if, uh, you know, if automatic can say, okay, well, if you, you know, if you pay us for X or Y upgrade, you now have this option to make money on your site. Then that may give them uh, parity or even an advantage, depending on yeah. how they play it. Yeah, I think you're totally right there, um, Jonathan. You know, you've you've been doing a lot of courses around Genesis and Beaver Builder, mm -hmm. but don't don't you see that really WordPress.com um, uh, and WordPress.org that you know in the near future they're going to be providing a kind of beaver builder editor inbuilt with it anyway aren't they? I think they should or unless they buy beaver builder or something like that <laughs> yeah. um, they're probably in Miami on the beach as well aren't they? Yeah I mean if, when, you're, when you're talking about WordPress.com you know in comparison to Square, Squarespace and Weebly and all those other sites Squarespace, Weebly are all directed towards the person who really doesn't know what they're doing, and then they just sign up, and it's just a drag and drop. Oh, I made a website. Where WordPress.com is, you got to pick a theme, and then you're faced with this admin, where it's like add a page, add a post. It's just a totally different dynamic. But WordPress itself is more friendly to developers. So, of all the agencies out there. I'm sure there's a huge majority of them that are actually using WordPress to develop their websites, which is why WordPress is powering so many things and has the reputation it does. As far as a consumer who has no clue about websites and needs to needs a website, they're either going to talk to one of these developer agencies, get a site done that they're going to pay an astronomical amount for, and it'll be on WordPress, or they're going to start searching what's out there and they're going to find Weebly and they're going to find Squarespace and then they're going to find WordPress.com and when you compare the three for someone who doesn't know what to do I think Weebly, Squarespace and all those other sites blow WordPress out of the water but from a developer standpoint 
I'm not ever going to use any of those to develop one of my clients' websites. You know what I mean? No, um, <clears throat> I think you're spot on there. Um, here's the interesting dynamics, you know, how people approach websites and that whole business. So, um, Sandy, what do you, you know, I would have thought Matt would be wise, you know, anybody, when they've just bought a company, just leave it alone for a little while. Let it things calm well, that's, down. That's what all the official reassurances say at the moment, right? You know, nothing, yeah. nothing will change, etc. I'm sure something is going to change, but uh, not immediately because they'd have to put the infrastructure in place for it. Well, yeah, it's the SaaS side. You know, it's it's. Do you do you think also they they are going to look? Because Matt, um, this morning when I was listening to the um, WordPress Weekly interview. Um, he did remark about happy ta tables and what they have been doing in it. It's obvious it's on his radar because he remarked about it twice, what happy tables were doing, you know, in the restaurant business. Do you think that's another thing that WordPress and um, Automatic could be looking at as well? Well, possibly, given that they've opened, you know, sort of specific government areas and educational areas and, you know, I think they have to s sort of decide what what they want to move into and it's, you know, I remember checking out Happy Tables when they first came into existence and I probably haven't looked at them for two years so I don't even know how they're doing or how well they're doing or, you know, how successful they've been. Well, they're running Britain, the UK, they're in UK developers so they've got to be fantastic, haven't they? And uh, no, you're not going to respond to that. Uh, you know, I, I loved England dearly, but um, just the fact of anybody's origin doesn't doesn't guarantee them either financial success or competency. Uh, oh, thank you for thank you for that vote of confidence, Sally. I pretty... mm. <laughs> it's well deserved, though. Um, what what do you reckon, John? Do you, you know? I don't know if you've list, you had the ability to listen to the interview of Matt, um, and he did remark about happy tables a couple of times. Do you think that kind of SaaS aimed at a specific industry is something that one, might be one of the reasons why they bought a WooCommerce and they're looking at um, a whole that whole area? Um, could be. I, I think the restaurant vertical is is a little bit different than something like WooCommerce um, caters to, um, you know. But there are definitely verticals that they could go after um, with e-commerce. I, I think mostly they will probably target business owners who uh, don't want to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to a developer to build them a site but just want a simple hosted solution uh, to say I think at first that that's what it's going to be I think yeah, there's definitely I'll... verticals that they could attack on dot com um, but I, I, I don't know how much WooCommerce will be a part of that initially because I, I think they have tried to do verticals before but they've kind of like fallen by the wayside yeah that's true that, that's true John what about you Jonathan what do you reckon do you think they're, they're also looking at the happy table model a bit um i don't see why they shouldn't i mean any well-developed niche market will probably do pretty well but at the same time i think wordpress is kind of too broad to 
to focus on such a yeah. like tiny niches. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, you know because he also remarked that he still you know you know they got a call. They, they're rapidly they're one. I think it was said they're one percent from a quarter of the of the web of all websites, and then um, that they asked Matt, you know, what you know, did was he happy with that? He said, and he said, well, we got seventy five percent to still go. You know, they basically made this statement at. Um, World Camps San Francisco that he wanted over 50% of all websites you know he this is the contradiction of Matt isn't it you know he he seems very <laughs> there are a um, number of them yes no don't get don't get don't be too fooled by that such a nice boy uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is the contradiction isn't it Sally he, he, um, he, yeah like you say and then he comes out I want 50% of the internet you know you know, it's like you got the nice Matt, and then you got the James Bond villain with the um, white cat, the furry white cat. You know, <laughs> I don't know. That's that's what I meant. Maybe that's me. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's a bit of um, the other thing I thought that's going to be interesting, which could give automatic a real edge, is that they've been very in the e-commerce sector. Because um, this this happened about a year and a half ago, I I had a client that wanted a e-commerce site in three languages. They wanted it in English, Spanish, and Portuguese. And I, I had to use I forgot what what we ended up using. Um, it was um, basically um, I, I forgot what I used basically. Um, but I had a terrible job finding anything that could fulfill that requirement. So um, they've been really big about languages and about increasing um, the ability of different languages in WordPress. And combining that with e-commerce could give them a real, could give them a really substantial edge. What do you think, Sally? Um, possibly. I mean, I definitely think that they are, you know. Of course, if you're going to dominate the web, you can't restrict yourself to English-speaking countries. Um, and uh, you know, Brazil, for one, would would be a you know a pretty large territory to um, to be taking on. Um, I don't know to what degree having a hosted service would facilitate being able to run a multilingual store beyond running you know beyond. Doing it as a as a self-hosted option, but it is a possibility for, you know, for something that they might explore. Yeah, because you know that's that because I, I thinking about it when Jonathan remarked, but the niche area is just t too small. He's absolutely right, Jonathan. Not me, the other Jonathan. <laughs> uh, um, he's absolutely right. When you really think about it, Happy Tables, great idea, but it's small beer for automatic. Um, they've got bigger sites. Um, prof a really nice area for a third-party company, but not really. But the language thing, see, that's where you could use the full power of the open-source community. And one of the priority kind of setups, they just haven't got the resources that maybe uh, WordPress, the totality of it, could throw. What do you reckon, Jonathan? Do you think I'm talking dribble, or do you think that could be? 
No, the language is definitely key there, especially if you want to go, you know, worldwide. But there are plugins that do that already, and I think that's the whole contradiction of, of WordPress. Now, the company Automatic that runs WordPress.com, the solutions are already out there because WordPress is so huge. So there are language solutions, there are e-commerce solutions, there are front-end solutions. It's just a matter of what they, as a company, Automatic, want to integrate with their system to grow I guess, their side of the business. So if they want that language part of WordPress.com, then all they got to do is contact uh, with the WPML company or something or one of those other multi-language companies and say, hey, we want to integrate this. There's no reason for them to reinvent the wheel considering the community is so large that anything they want to do is probably already done or being worked on, which is probably a huge reason why they got WooCommerce is because it's already there, it's already done and it's done yeah. very well so if they want to integrate it now as part of the automatic business, they're either going to profit off of what WooThemes already has and try to grow that sector of it or they're going to integrate it but I'm thinking automatic as the business, not just WordPress.com, you know what I mean, because they have their hands in a lot of different things, so if they acquired that company I think I said it before, maybe they won't integrate it. Maybe they just want to grow, and that is a part of the WordPress community. That's a big part of the WordPress community that they probably see as a huge advantage for them to grow in the e-commerce sector now. Right. Um, John, do you think there's a lot of commercial, you know, third-party companies in the WordPress um, community um, that are kind of quite happy and looking forward to be bought out by Automatic at the present moment. Oh, I, I'm sure there's a lot that are looking to be bought by Automatic, but it's the same thing, uh, you know, maybe it is that startup mentality, you know, just the same as, as people down in the valley, they want to be acquired by Google or, or Facebook. Uh, I don't think necessarily there's room for everyone to be acquired. I think something like WooCommerce, they have a proven track record. Um, they're the most dominant e-commerce plugin in the most dominant CSF, CMS. So I, I think that was a logical partnership um, because you're you're acquiring the people too. You're acquiring the infrastructure. You're um, acquiring the expertise. So um, I, I think if there's companies out there that want to get acquired. Um, that they have to uh, kind of go, go out there and dominate on their own first. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you do? You think that was another thing that um, you know that maybe influenced um, Automatic Sally is that they actually were also looking at the talent. You know, they were actually looking at the people, and because it was a, um, I forgot the term. It was a, a company. Um, very similar the way it was all distributed. I think is the word company. you're looking for. Yes. Um, well, there has been speculation that it was partly about, you know, getting that pool of talent, uh, and uh, I'm, I imagine that they will find them a, you know, a beneficial group to have on board, uh, and. Uh, you know, it has just crossed my mind that, you know, Automatic's acquisition of WooCommerce was um, somewhat more successful than WooCommerce's acquisition of GigoShop. 
Um, yes, very well, very well in, put. In terms of you know they actually succeeded in in getting the whole company and and making everybody happy as as opposed to you know taking away the top talent and making a number of people unhappy. Um. But what do you reckon, Sally? You know, if they hadn't agreed the thirty million, do you think Automatic would have gone the other route? I don't know. I I really don't. I think. Would it's we would we would sorry interrupt Sally, but would we see that other face of Matt? We might do, although they've been. I'm trying to think whether they've they've done that in any sort of way. I think mostly they have had a tendency to acquire companies whole, even if they ended up sort of more or less completely absorbing them. They they you know they got the whole product or the 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 whole company with the things that they've that they've bought so far. Yeah, I think um, the last company, they, I think he, he remarked this in the interview that he recently did, that the last company was over a year ago. Um, but I think this is one of those, you know, since they got refunded, they got substantial injection of uh, venture cap capital, this has been their biggest purchase. Um, so, Jonathan, what about, you know, the third-party plug-in market for WooCommerce. Do you, do you think he's gonna? They're gonna try and shut that down a bit, or I can't believe they're going. To, it's a difficult one, but I would have thought if I was in their shoes, I would keep that going, and I actually would try and expand it. What do you reckon? Yeah, I don't think they're gonna shut that down. I mean, that's a that's a large community in itself. People have. You know, businesses revolved around making WooCommerce plugins. So to ostracize that sector of of WooCommerce in itself, I don't think that would be a, a wise decision. So I think they'll keep it around. And like you said, I, they may try to grow it and uh, get other developers to integrate more things into the platform. Yeah, Sally, what do you, um, you know, kind of theme forest dom domination of the theme and to some extent the plug-in market but that's diminished a bit you know a lot like Pippin Williams had you know started his career on theme forest and now he's moved away and a lot of the other developers have their own right well some people have moved away and some people have moved away and and then back but um you know, I, th I think it would be an unpopular move for Automatic to try to shut down the, th the third-party developers, and I can't really see what they would get from it. I mean, you know, I'm not entirely sure. Where, well, you know, I mean, part of the speculation is Twitter shut down a lot of their API stuff because they wanted people to go to the Twitter website and look at ads, and, you know, that worked just wonderfully for them, of course. But, uh, you know, I, I, I can't really see that... that uh, that, that there'd be uh, a motive for that and uh, you know marketplaces have benefits for some people and, and not for other people and there have always been WooCommerce plugins that were not in the official Woo extension directory uh, you know there are a bunch of them that you can find on Code Canyon and, and in other places and I imagine that will you know continue to be true it, it you know whether Third-party extensions are still included on the WooCommerce site or not? 
uh, I think they'll kind of have to figure that out. But I don't think they're going to, to try to cut people off from making them. No, you know, I'll be amazed if they did that. I actually, I just see it as a really great opportunity because I really see, you know, I do understand some of Matt's um, philosophy because he said if they allowed commercialization in the plugin on WordPress.org, the cooperative spirit that kind of built WordPress would diminish, in his opinion. I and think, I think he's he, probably right. And I think he's right there, actually. So maybe having to, you know, keeping that the way it is, but then having a more commercial area with WooCommerce is quite a smart, intelligent way of dealing with these contradictions. What do you think, John? I think you may be on to something there because I, I think it's very obvious that, um, well, let's be honest, the theme forest is part of why WordPress, the platform, has grown because for a lot of people it's a simple solution. Um, it's the place where they've been trained to go for themes. Now, whether those themes are bloated or insecure, that's a totally different story. But I think the philosophy of WordPress um, itself, the WordPress Foundation and Automatic is, is they don't want to like interfere and go and try and take something like that over or compete head-to-head. -head. Um, I think they want to let the market sort itself. So I think if they have an entity like WooThemes that's kind of like one step separated from Automatic, and separated from the foundation, they could enter that market and publish themes, you know, sell themes that are um, GPL compliant, but also not bloated, also coded well, um, not insecure. That's a way. Yeah. That is a way to deal with the contradiction. You're right. Yeah, that, that, uh, that's that. You know, that's why you know. But I just don't know if they're going to hand that. I don't think anybody does, apart from Matt and the key. Um, executives in automatic um, but that's what I would do um, because I, I think there are some key kind of contradictions here what do you reckon Jonathan do you think there's some fundamental contradictions at the core of of automatic WordPress you know what do you reckon um, yeah I mean the, their audience is developers and non-developers <laughs> So it's, that's a contradiction right there. It's who do you want to please more? And I, I think they want to please the people that are making the money. So with Woo Themes, which I think it's the framework or people develop plugins, they're going to please the developer market to, I guess, put more extensions and maybe even create Woo Themes on there or something. I don't know. Maybe it opens up a, a mark, like you said, another marketplace for them, for the developer community, to well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the spot again, Jonathan. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, you're, you know, you, you're, you know, you, you build yourself as a bit of a Genesis guy. Um, if, if under automatic, they really put a lot of resources into the Canvas framework, you know, which. WooCommerce seemed to be struggling. You know, um, we had the um, 
Wukong's manager, Patrick, and um, he was going to come on tonight, but unfortunately he had an emergency and he had to bail out the last minute. Um, he might have been thankful. <laughs> um, but basically, um, if they did that, would you consider bailing Genesis and going to something no. like Cam? Yeah, no, not, yeah. not unless they no. totally, from the ground up, rewrote the Woo themes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would. I have <clears throat> never been able to uh, to warm up to Woo themes themes. That, uh, I'm the same way. I've tried a bunch WooCommerce. of times. Maybe especially for using with WooCommerce. The customization of WooCommerce alone is such a like if you look at their FAQs and all their documentations and things like that. It's, there's so much code involved in just making simple tweaks. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think Genesis is for developers one of the easiest ones to customize. It's the most flexible. So no, the answer is no. Uh, it is mature. Um, it's had a lot of hours put into it. It's stable and it's supported by a pretty good base company, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it would take a lot to get you to move somewhere else, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it's <clears throat> it's developer friendly. It's for you know, it's the base to build whatever you want to build onto it. It's not just you know where Woo themes you buy the theme. Uh, this is Genesis is built off of all child themes, so it, I think might that adds easy, a, it might be easy for you, but I'll be you know I'll, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be knocking around Word um, WordPress themes for the past five years, and I decided to you know it's time to move on and adopt Genesis, and I'm on my third attempt, at oh. <laughs> and um, I'll be reading a lot of your help information, Jonathan, and um, <laughs> I've been, Carrie, Carrie Dills has been very yes. kind, and she's been answering my emails, and I've been doing a lot of scrolling uh, my head. Um, she's amazing. She's a great woman, we interviewed her yesterday, and um, she's um, she's actually living on a boat now, because um, her part of Texas oh, wow. has, has been totally flooded, and she's homeless. Nah, oh, she is But... Um, <laughs> Jonathan was fishing. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, almost. But it was getting quite strange. She said it, you know, the Sandy, you kind of um when we were discussing the pre show, you were discussing that you also hinting and that the way that were WooCommerce was set up and its rapid growth, that its profitability, you know, it's a private company. I think it's based in in Cape Town, and it's a private company. We don't know. We have no idea well, what we, its we, real problem. We don't. I mean, apparently they shared some numbers back in 2013, and they were they were doing well then. And um, you know, we don't have any indications that they weren't doing well now uh, but um, you know they they did have the ongoing cash flow considerations that any company has uh, and they were a bootstrapped company they didn't have VC money you know rolling around on the floor so uh, it, you know there's probably room for taking more chances in this 
consideration or you know making making bigger jumps or experimenting a little uh, in in the current circumstances that uh, that they might not have had options for but we do know that Wu changed some things about its pricing structure uh, recently because of the massive support demands which might have something to do with the fact that WooCommerce is not a particularly simple or straightforward product and not everybody uses it exactly the same way either uh, so you know it, it might be that uh, simplifications are going to be part of what happens and that there will be an attempt to uh, redistribute uh, the support load a bit uh, and you know make some changes that Wu couldn't have made on their own I, I don't think it's very likely that they were you know in serious financial trouble um, but you know at the same time we have seen automatic step in to you know save things that were not uh, particularly financially feasible but still valuable to the community yeah uh, what do you reckon about this Jonathan um, because you know the base product was free but you got it was pretty complicated so the support costs and then you had all these for you know if you wanted it to actually work in any shape or form for a client you ended up buying a ton of plugins didn't you yes. um, but it's a bit of it was is it is and it will be for a while it's a bit do you think the support costs were drowning them I yes I do uh, I don't think they're they're not a huge team. Wu Themes isn't like a thousand people, you know. But I think the support, <clears throat> the complexity of the system itself, and all the extensions that had to be supported, as that kept growing and growing, I definitely think that the support cost was something that was affecting them. It affected them in the past, which is why they changed their um, pricing structure. I think a year or two ago, and I think that's something that automatic can come in and probably help with their infinite funds of money <laughs> infinite. I love that I love that I love that I wish I could say that <laughs> what do you I reckon John? yeah what do you reckon John do you do you think the because this do you think there was a bit of a problem with the whole model that the core plugin was free and you made your money on with something that complex and that, do you think that was might have been a bit of a problem anyway? Um, I don't think the freemium model is a problem overall because you see a lot of plugins employing that strategy where the base plugin is free, but to extend it past a certain point, you have to pay. I think perhaps the support um, for the various extensions and plugins was probably priced too low because yeah. there is a lot of complexity with WooCommerce. And I think ongoing support with any plugin or theme is really what can drown um, a development company. With any so, software at all. Yeah, I, I would like to see, personally, I would like to see all themes and plugins, you know, raise their price because I think it... Uh, you know, su support costs money and it costs time. And once you get beyond just selling stuff yourself, it, it, when you're operating at the scale of a Woo themes, you have to pay people to support that. 
you can't just do it yourself or you know with you and your founder so yeah, yeah I, 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 yeah. I noticed John with like modern tribe their plugins they've they've been putting the prices up a bit no not I'm not a criticizing modern tribe yeah um, even but they have been increasing their prices to a I I actually think a more realistic level. Um, what do you reckon, Sally? Do you think, in general, these companies that you know they're going to have to put the prices up a bit? I think they have to find some solution for support. Now, for some things, um, you don't need a lot of support. I mean, you know, Pippin Williamson was saying on one of the recent apply filters episodes that you know they, they they're a very small team. They don't get a ton of of support requests, you know, although they've kind of switched uh, systems from their kind of homegrown one to a, an actual uh, support oh, system. Oh, I've got news for you, Sally. Pippin hopefully will be coming on next month's show. Oh, that will be fun. Wow. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, support for you know, it, dep it depends a lot both on the products and on the typical users of the products. So, you know, if you have a product of any complexity that you are selling to users of not necessarily very much sophistication, you're mm -hmm. going to run into some trouble. Uh, and I think in, this, in the same discussion, um, Brad Tuinard, who does uh, WP Migrate DB Pro, said, you know, basically, if they get requests from people who are just in the hopeless noob category, they say, look, this plugin is meant for developers. Let us just refund your money rather than taking on the kind of endless support requests they're going to get from people who are really not qualified to use the product. It's dangerous. Uh, and uh, Yeah, and it's, you know, I mean, iThemes I <laughs> created Exchange basically because they knew there were a lot of people out there for whom WooCommerce was too complicated. Can I can I tell you a little story about Pippin? I, I recently bought his affiliate product, they did, and I'm using it on my own company, Mailwright.com, and we're we're having to, uh, me and my developers we're we're adapting it. And I had a question, and I sent a ticket in at seven o'clock on a Sunday. And I wasn't expecting, you know, I wasn't expecting any reply on the Sunday. I got Pippi Williamson. It was him himself. He answered it at nine o'clock. It's, it's like him and George. The, the, guy, the guy must have, the guy must have no life, wasn't he? Yeah. I had small children, I believe. Yeah, which, which means that, as, as Jonathan notes, uh, that's the end of your having a life. You know, give, give them five or six years to grow up and start going to school, but. <laughs> That's when you're up at 2 a.m. answering emails. I kind, of, I kind of, I answered back. I said, "Look, mate. I said, Pippin, you don't have to answer this at nine o'clock at night." He said, "Oh, uh, I, I do it." <laughs> um, so uh, basically, yeah. I um, so Jonathan, do you, you this whole business of cost and support? You know, it seems a bit of a mixed bag, doesn't it? Some people say it's a real nightmare, but like, like what Sandy says, it's also the way you handle it. Um, yeah. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, and it's also like Sally was saying too. The if you're selling the complex plugins and these people who have no idea how to use them are buying them, then 
is that who you're targeting to actually buy the plugins? You know what I mean? If you're targeting developers to buy the plugins, then you have to really be careful with that price point because then the developer has to pay for it and pass that price along to their client. And then if it's a yearly fee, what if their client disappears but you purchased it for them? You know what I mean? So there's, I think there's a, they should be, on some point they should be raised to an extent because they do help run people's businesses. Um, I think on the other hand, the, su the support of it is really a developer support specifically for WooCommerce. I don't think you're going to get the average business owner to install WooCommerce plugins and then go into WooCommerce support and say, oh, this doesn't work, fix it or something because then support's going to be like, well, it does work. Well, what are you trying to do? And then that ends into being like an hour, two hour, three hour, week long discussion for someone who really has no business, you know, kind of working with that plugin. So I think the price point definitely um, plays some role and, and you got to be careful because who's buying it? You know, right. I mean, you, and you, you have people like, uh, you know, Calvin Makes where, you know, he's got one sort of regular priced theme going out through Studio Press as a third party theme and a couple of others where he says, okay, well, you can buy this for, you know, 750 or 15 bucks. I provide no support. None. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, yeah. and that, that's there you go. Under, which it's, under which it's sold. I can sell it to you cheap, but you get no support. Yeah, it's these. Um, it, it, it's also it's these people that you know. Even the even the free the free plugins. When you go in, you know, and there was once that I, I've got a. I, I'm not prepared to be a hypocrite. I've got a lot of faults, but that my most embarrassing moment in WordPress was that I won't even. It, well, it was a particular very popular plugin, and I installed it on a client site about three years ago, and I was in a rush, and I didn't make sure I had an up-to-date backup, and I got the white screen of death. It wiped everything off it, because I updated it, and I went in, and it, their model is they have a very popular free plugin, but they... The premier ones are there is a, a very very expensive, and um, I got on I got onto the forum. I said, "Oh, this this plugin is wiped this site out completely." And I got into this, I got the, into this back and forth with the developer of of the free plugin, and it's still up there, and it'll be up there forever. This exchange, <laughs> and. <laughs> Go find it right now. No, I'm please afraid. don't. If please don't, because it's the most embarrassing thing. You refund the money you didn't pay us. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's what he said to me, Sally. And on reflection, he was totally right. Uh, but I got into this. Um, but in general, um, I had to tell, in all honesty, um, but you read these comments, don't you, Jonathan, on their free plugins, yet people expect. Expect the developer yeah. to literally answer back that hour, don't they? Well, well all people are very entitled. Uh, WordPress, <laughs> WordPress users tend to be more entitled. But, but I have to say, you know, it is the handful of people for whom I have done pro bono projects that have been the most freaking entitled. It's like if you're paying for something, you seem to understand that there are limits imposed by your budget. 
if you're not paying for something, you have no guidelines as to what it is and isn't appropriate for you to ask for. Correct. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, yeah, but it is interesting, this whole, and I, I just wondered why that might be one of the reasons why WooCommerce, um, I just got the feeling that they're basic, I do understand what John said about the Premier, the model, you know, I think in a high growth, and it probably was still in high growth, but when you get a plugin that's complex with that many third-party plugins, I... I think they were struggling a bit, and I think you were spot on, Sally. I, I think, I think being bought out for thirty million and an automatic with their VC funding is a blessing in a way. You know, um, I, I think. And they're highly trained in customer support, <laughs> and moreover, in customer support for hopeless noobs. <laughs> <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to respond to that, Sally. It's almost like they were unclean, you know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I don't. That. I actually, I, I don't at all judge people for not knowing how to use WordPress. There are a million things that I don't know how to do. It's only when they don't know it and still insist on trying to tell me how to do my job. That oh, it what makes me? Uh, what makes me laugh, Sally, is when you get um. And I am, I am, you get a certain type of graphic designer that, uh, and they go, oh, WordPress is easy. And then you get a phone call and the, the project's gone totally pear-shaped and they're calling you in to clear the mess up. And you go, all the time. <laughs> oh, it's only WordPress. Well, well, here's my bill and you pay most of it up front and I'll sort That's it out right. for you. This easy thing that hasn't exactly worked out the way that you thought it was going to work out, you know, um, so you don't get your arse sued. <laughs> but that's another story. I, I, I think that's exactly it, Jonathan, is WordPress, the platform, it is very... Uh, or people have the idea that it's very easy to do it themselves. And you would be surprised how... Um, now, I, I can imagine how much support that WooCommerce would have even for the free plugin because people think it is easy. And and, and again, even with other providers that, that maybe aren't necessarily uh, developers, they, they believe that it's easy too, but, but they need um, guidance. Yeah, well, and whose fault is it that they think that? Theirs. Sometimes, well, you, you, I mean, yeah. you know, some, sometimes yeah, I think I'm, the, the fault I, of the, I don't blame the them. community at large. No, I mean, it is pretty easy to go to WordPress.com and set up a simple blog site. Pick a theme, yeah. get started. If you don't need to customize anything, that, that's fairly easy. But I think that a lot of stuff has been marketed in a, you know, not necessarily intentionally misleading way, but an effectively misleading way. You know, mm -hmm. and there are all these various things, especially like, you know, the layout designers and page builders and this and that, and you can do such and such and so and so without knowing code. Yeah. If this were semantically equivalent to without knowing anything. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't dispute that a bit, but I, I, it, the greatest strength of WordPress is also its greatest weakness. Is like, it, it sets the expectation that things are, you know, that you can go home and there's a five-minute install, and people think it's drag and drop. Like, and and 
no offense to, to Beaver Builder or any, anything else like that, but but people think it's all like that. They think uh, it, all of WordPress is that yeah. easy. There's a middle ground, isn't it, John? That's yeah, there's um, a lot of ground. Yeah. There's a lot of middle ground. Um, I also um, I, I was listening to our, um, two of our panelists that are in Miami at the present moment, um, Malton and Adam, but I think Adam's not there actually. Um, but the, Adam was interviewing Malton, and they were talking about the direction somebody comes from into the WordPress community. You know, Malton, he was a photographer. Um, Adam was a photographer. Um, Malton got in into it the same way I did. Um, he got in as a, a flash action script jockey and that's how I got into it I got into a web development when flash was big and then I got into action scripting uh, I got into <coughs> web development when you wrote your HTML by hand and flash hadn't been invented yeah well that's when I got into <laughs> it and I produced those eight minute intros I, I'm the one that's responsible uh, um, uh, so I admit it but that's how I got into it and then um, I was hand coding stuff and then I got into WordPress um, because I looked at the others, I looked a little bit at Joomla, and I thought I just didn't, I just didn't like the community. They were they were a load of ponces, uh, um, and then I looked at Drupal, and I just couldn't even work it out. I spent, I thought, how does anybody work it out? You know, um, but Morton said it's like you Drupal is great if you need a a tank, if you need a tank, <laughs> yeah. it's the great thing. But most of us don't need a tank. Um, yeah. So that's how I got into. But let's ask our guest, Jonathan. Um, so this middle ground, you know, you you know, I, I'm I do understand clients because I think that I I'm not totally against um, Beaver Builder. I actually think it's great because I think I think I think when you're developing a site there will be changes you know when you get it up you realize when you when when you get input from users of the website you're going to want to move stuff around you 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 it's not shouldn't be a set thing so if you've got a set of templates and you know they've got to be totally recoded i think that's a bit of a problem having a bit more flexibility about moving stuff without having to code it totally up again is a good idea what what do you feel yeah, I am. Um, I'm a very visual person, uh, being a designer. So, getting into code, I mean, didn't never really bothered me. But for an end user, it was always easier for them to know what they can and can't edit. Because if I put a text widget and I put HTML in that text widget, and they want to edit something, they could break the whole thing just by deleting uh, a quote or something like that. So, the Beaver Builder solution to me was something that you didn't have to spend hours creating a, a new page template by just code. And it was something that you can pass off to the client and have them easily just click what they want to edit and then edit it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that is. But you always get some clients about they would just go potty. But I don't think anything will stop them. I don't think anything will stop them. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, everything needs a little bit of uh, amount of training. I mean, you can't just take someone, just throw them in, and say, "Oh, here's your website. Figure it out." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like you're gonna have to guide them to some extent. But it's a lot easier to show them. Look, this is your page. Uh, click this if you want to edit the text, <laughs> as opposed to okay, log into your backend. There's no login link, so go to slash wp dash admin, and then when you're there, um, click the pages link, and then find the page that you want to edit. You know, it's a uh, it's a lot of steps to to get into for that, as opposed to just clicking the link on the front end and then editing that page. Yeah, I've got to tell you this little story I had this morning. I I had a, a young developer that I know call me. And we're working for a client, and I'm, I'm not involved in the web development. Thank God, I'm I'm involved <laughs> with um, paid for click and multimedia. I'm I'm supervising a lot of the marketing of this company uh, as a consultant. And this young developer and his designer are doing a, a new website, and things have gone bad with the client. And they know that I know the client really well, so we had this discussion. <laughs> he, he said that they've had twenty pages of revisions, and um, the client's still not happy. And I know, I know why. Yeah, they're um, probably related to some of my clients. <laughs> I said, I said, well, did you have you did you have a proper um, sign off? You know, key sign off structure. You know, initial. You know where the design and key sign-off structure, and I said, has there been any formal sign-off structure in this project? They said no, nothing. It's just no structure at wow. all. And I said, I said, I do understand and I do feel for you, but you've just learnt the hard way. Why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just yeah. learnt the hard way. That that's why you need a formal sign-off structure. Because <laughs> I said you're just relying on the goodwill of somebody, and I said you most people are decent, but <laughs> it's the situation that it's not going to go too well. And this, <laughs> and I um I did. I'm just so thankful that I'm not involved in that bit of this project <laughs> because it, it actually, I think it can actually destroy your. It can actually destroy you when you get into the, a death march like that. Because um, I'm getting it both both sides, and I can see both sides are partially right, and it's communication and expectations and the total mismatch of expectation with communication. So um, that's my story. Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jonathan, we're going to leave. Is, is there anything about the WooCommerce, the automatic that we haven't discussed? That you, any one point that we haven't touched that you would like to finish with this conversation about? Um, Can we give us some real, give us some real insights, Jonathan. <laughs> on the acquisition. Well, I was there when they signed the paper, so yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think we touched uh, based on everything. I mean, it's really just a matter of time and seeing where the acquisition goes, whether they, you know, keep Woo as it is, or if they integrate it within their .com service, and you know, only uh, only time could tell. And then we're either going to be really happy or really annoyed. Okay, All right. That's crazy, <laughs> 
Right, um, I think we've had a great discussion. I think we've covered a lot about this. I really thank our panellists, Sally, um, Jonathan, Jonathan Perez, yes, thank um, you. John Locke, and our wizard, Bill Conrad. <laughs> 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 The wizard. Um, and, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, I still got the controls. It's still live. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Should I sign off? Anybody want to say hello? Goodbye. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry about the. Um, um, but you know, hang now. I don't hey, know. It's if anybody knows out there why that happens. Um, why you lose the button? I think I know why. Why you lose the button? So out there, you can. You, what happens if you start a hangout early, um, and other people sign on? You've got to make sure that you don't refresh. Yeah, that's probably actually that's when you refresh. It's it, a um, very temp. It's very powerful hangout, but it is a bit of a temperamental beast. Yeah, it's still it. back, and when you log back in, they think that you're a guest as opposed to the um, controller. It's a bit like Google in general, isn't it? You know, it's a powerful beast, but it's a bit temperamental, isn't it? Well, we've had that problem before. And that's what that's what happens. You have to just not touch it on the other one. So, well, thanks, 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 Jonathan. I hope that you we haven't put you off ever for returning at some stage. No, this is definitely uh, definitely fun for me. I want to learn more about Jonathan. He should come on and do an interview. Yeah, you have to come on, Jonathan. In fact, I think our format we should put on an interview when we do the live show up on the iTunes at put the uh, live show up at the same. Whatever you want, wizard. Whatever you want. <laughs> um, 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 thanks, Sally. Um, you, your contribution was great. Yeah, I think some of your insights were fantastic, Sally. Thank you so much. And when you're coming up to Reno? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the 8th through the 12th of July that I'll be there. All yep. right, it's July. Well, you have to come up with me and Bill. will take you out for lunch. And... Um, uh, it'd be even more entertaining. We yeah, when, no when, we're, when we're live together, we bitch even more, Sally. Uh, <laughs> we go to uh, uh, MC1, uh, One Million Cups of Coffee on Wednesday morning, but you won't be able to make it up for that. That's kind of fun. I, no, I think it's very unlikely we'd, we'd get there that early because they probably won't let us check into the hotel until 3 or 4 in the afternoon. And, and uh, where, where are you going? Wandering hotel? around the streets, the pepper mill. Oh, pepper mill. Yeah. And thanks, John. Um, you know, it's just a shame we're not in Miami, isn't it, John? <laughs> hey, that's okay. My time will come. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, folks. All right. All right. See you all next month. Uh,